Do you want some free resources to help you measure and improve your profitability? If you do, then I want to tell you about our agency profitability toolkit, which you can grab absolutely free in the show notes or by heading to paraketo.com forward slash toolkit. It's packed with training videos, cheat sheets, templates, and all kinds of other great resources to help you start measuring and improving the essential metrics that are going to drive better profitability in your business. And it's helped thousands of other agencies around the world do the same. So I want to encourage you to go and grab a copy of that. And if you'd rather get in the fast lane and just have our team of experts guide you through the process of measuring and improving your profitability, then I want to encourage you to apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. And with that, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll let you get back to it. Welcome to the Agency Profit Podcast, a show dedicated to going deep space on agency operations, which is just as nerdy as it sounds. I'm your host, Marcel Petipoff. I'm the CEO of Parakeeto, a firm that helps digital and creative agencies measure and improve their profitability. Join me as I interview some of the smartest thought leaders and agency owners in our space and go deep into operations and metrics and all the other things you need to get right so you can spend less time worrying about operations and more time executing on your vision. Hey, what's up? It's Marcel here from Parakeeto. And in this Agency Profit Podcast solo cast episode, I'm going to walk you through what I've learned from helping agencies install what I call the qualitative feedback loop. There are two feedback loops that are critically important in your agency. One is quantitative. So that means looking at data about you know your estimates and how much time it actually takes you to do the things that you're estimating. But the second piece is qualitative. It's talking to the team about why those gaps might exist and getting them engaged and bought into the process of finding ways to become more efficient and creating processes that actually make things more predictable, easier to scope, and more scalable over time. Now, some of the challenges I see a lot of agencies face around this is that there are just a couple of key people in the organization, often the owners, that are responsible for kind of driving these initiatives, right? They feel like it's always this top-down effort of like they see something that could be better, and then they're trying to like go and push that initiative and and dictating you know we need to get this process improved we need to find new software for this we need to you know do this that and the other thing and they really feel like they're having trouble getting buy-in from the team or you know they're starting to scale to a point where they're removed from the day-to-day and so they know there's probably a lot of low-hanging fruit but they're not exactly clear on where that is and they need the team's help to figure out like what day-to-day is not working well and so finally with that you know they, they can't really continue to scale this process for improving efficiency well because the key people that are involved in doing that are often moving up and getting further and further removed from the day-to-day client work and so what i'm going to walk you through in this video today is how to identify the highest return on investment process opportunities that are going to improve the efficiency and the profitability of your agency how to get your team to be surfacing and selecting those things how to get them bought into the process of doing them and how to install a process that ultimately could empower them to self-manage this on their own without having input from you or any of the executives on the team they can kind of run this process by themselves and consistently improve the processes and profitability of your agency without any kind of like really significant oversight so with that let's dive into the framework the first key step here is data right so we want to make sure that we have some data to help facilitate this conversation and the way that data works is 
quite simple. It's really the first two steps in the agency profitability flywheel, which if you haven't listened to that episode or watched that video, make sure you check it out. I believe it's episode 40 of the Agency Profit Podcast, where I talk about the agency profitability flywheel. And if you recall from that video, the first step in the flywheel is to have your estimates and then have your actuals and to be regularly reporting on the relationship between your estimates and your actual. So if we think about this in terms of, you know, our scoping graph, we're going to have these assumptions about, you know, the inputs that we collect during a discovery process, right? So it might be how much budget the client has, how many web pages they need, how much ad spend they're going to have. And then we're going to make an assumption about, well, based on those metrics that we've collected, those inputs, how much time is it going to take us to do that thing? And we're going to develop a relationship line by plotting these points all over this graph of how much time it actually took and then that's going to help us create a line of best fit so that we can make a statement like for every you know x for every ten you know thousand dollars of budget that the client adds it's going to add this much time to how long it takes us to get this thing done and we can even start to break that down by role that's how we start to get really fast and accurate at estimating things it comes from that data feedback loop so the first step is, again, make sure you have the data to inform where the gaps exist, where there's opportunities in your business to start to have conversations with the team. Number two is define a cadence. Make sure that there is a cadence that is repeatable to the conversations that you're going to have with the team. And there's generally two different times of two different types of cadences that you can have. The first that everyone's familiar with is project retroactives, right? So at the end of every project, you can go ahead and schedule some time to sit down with the team and say, hey, how did this project go? Here's you know what went well, here's what didn't go well based on the data, and uh, here's what went as planned, here's what didn't go as planned, and why do we think that is? What do we think happened? What are some things that went well that we wanna repeat? What are some things that uh, didn't go as planned that we want to try and avoid next time and really, um, you know, define a cadence for you to sit down and, and do that thing again, retroactive at the end of the project. And uh, the other option is to do what I like to call project performance uh, cadences. And generally we do this uh, on a weekly or a biweekly basis, but really what we want to do here is define a cadence and we just get sit down on that cadence and we pull up our data and then we just have a conversation about in progress projects, past projects that have finished up. Um, and we basically ask the same questions. What's going well? What's not going as planned? What opportunities do we think we have to become more efficient? Is there anything we want to avoid or do more of? And finally, if there's an opportunity to course correct, then we do that. So if there's a project that looks like it's going to kind of go off the rails, we try to figure out, well, is there anything that we can do to, you know, save this a little bit or stop the bleeding? And uh, we just want to make sure with either of these frameworks that we're protecting that time as much as possible. We want to make sure that when we get busy with client work, we don't stop doing this process because this process is critically important. And when we give this process um, a backseat to client work, it communicates to our team that this isn't important and that their opinions are not important. And we certainly don't want to send that message. So that's step number two is clearly define your cadence, get it in the calendar and lock it in. Do not move it for client work. It is important and protect it and make sure it happens consistently, which is why you should pick a cadence at the onset that's not going to be so burdensome that you're going to have to be canceling those meetings all the time. Number three, create 
buy-in with the team. And this really comes down to the way that you facilitate this conversation. The purpose of this conversation is not to grill the team about a project not going well. It is not to focus on people. It is about focusing on process. Be very careful about your language in these conversations. It's not like, Jimmy, why did you spend twice as long on the project management piece of this project than what we expected? It's we spent twice as much time on project management as we expected. Why do we think that happened? What about our process or what about this relationship with the client or, you know, what came up that we weren't expecting that, you know, might've been responsible for contributing to that. And that we really want to focus on process, not people. We really want to also abstain from coming into that meeting with our own opinions about what opportunities exist and withhold our opinions until we are asked for them or until the team starts to get stuck and then we can offer some feedback and only when they say, yes, we'd like some feedback or yes, we'd love to hear your ideas, can we start to lay things forward. And the reason for this is the team is going to be much more likely to be bought into making process improvements if they're the ones that are coming up with it and if it's their idea. Right. So we really want to be facilitators in this conversation and try to extract this information from the team and avoid coming into these conversations with an opinion. We want to avoid talking about people and we want to avoid, you know, really trying to use this meeting to discipline the team around not, you know, performing to the level that we expect them to on a project. And that is what's going to create buy-in from the team. When they surface ideas, they'll be more likely to actually want to go ahead and execute those things. And then the fourth step is to create a backlog. So as we have these conversations, as the team surfaces ideas, we want to put them in a backlog. And that backlog is going to allow us to, on a cadence, sit down with the team and say, look, here's all some you know, great ideas that we've surfaced over the last you know couple of meetings to improve our processes. Which one of these do we think is going to be the highest impact with the least amount of effort in terms of improving our efficiency and saving us time in our workflow and making it more predictable. We let the team vote and surface on, you know, what is going to be the highest return on investment. And then we can start to assign, you know, who wants to lead this project? How much time do we think we need? It's really the same as running product development sprints, if you're familiar with that. And that is what's going to help the team really prioritize the things that are most important and self-organize around actually going ahead and implementing those things and recruiting, you know, who they need to do it, setting up some time to discuss and work on it and make sure that as an agency owner or as an executive or as a manager, you protect some time for them in their schedule to work on these things. Because again, if we're always putting these processes behind client work, we're communicating that it's not important. So Make sure that you're actually giving them the leeway to say, yeah, you're going to spend, you know, two hours a week for the next couple of weeks working on this project uh, so that you can get it done by this deadline. Great. Awesome. Is there anything else you need from us? And uh, using that backlog facilitate, you know, these sprint meetings again every two weeks, sometimes every month to sit down and review what have we done? What do we have in progress? And what are we going to do next based on our prioritization matrix? So the common myth that I have to bust around this is that, you know, having this kind of a cadence, having this kind of a process is going to kill creativity and that your team isn't interested in process and they're not interested in making things more efficient. And my experience is that that cannot be further from the truth. There is always some level of process to what you're doing, even if it is extremely bespoke, even if it is extremely um, creative and your team often does care about contributing to efficiency. Nobody likes being inefficient. Nobody likes spending more time on things than they need to. What they do care about is doing great work and doing lots of it. So 
I encourage you to just try this out with your team. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at how engaged they are willing to be in improving your processes. So long as you put them at the center of that and you encourage them and become a good steward of them surfacing those opportunities and really become a great facilitator in those conversations. And again, once you've installed this process and your team is starting to become familiar on how it works, you can assign a leader to facilitate these things and you can kind of start to step back and watch them do this on their own and really become stewards of your agency's efficiency and profitability, which is a beautiful thing. So to summarize the key steps to install to make sure that your team is improving your agency's profitability, number one, Make sure you provide them with the right data so that they can observe where the opportunities are in your business and identify gaps. Number two, define a cadence and protect a cadence on which you will be having these conversations. Number three, create buy-in by facilitating, not dictating where the process improvements are going to occur and focus the conversation on process, not people. And number four, make sure that you create and maintain a backlog of ideas and allow your team to prioritize those and start working on those by protecting their time. If you do all these things, I think you'll find great results. And over time, you'll see your business start to become much more efficient and scalable. Now, if all this was helpful and you're looking for more great resources to improve your agency's profitability, I want to encourage you to grab our profitability toolkit on our website or by checking out the show notes below this episode. And if you're looking for a way to help you get the data that I mentioned in part one, we have a tool called Estimate by Parakeeto that helps you easily create data-driven, accurate estimates based on your historical time tracking data and structure them in a way that's going to map to your time tracking data. So if you want to give that a try, head on over to parakeeto.com and let us know what you think. If you got value from this video, please leave me a comment where you're listening to this or watching this and let me know what you think. Let me know what you learned and let me know if you have any questions. And with that, I hope this video finds you extremely well. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've ever found yourself thinking, man, I get so much value from this podcast. I wish there was something I could do to return the favor. Well, today's your lucky day because you can leave us a review wherever you're listening to this. And it is incredibly helpful. Of course, if you haven't grabbed a free copy of the Agency Profit Toolkit, go and get that. It's got tons of free resources to help you improve your profitability. If you're looking to get in the fast lane and get help from experts to improve your profitability and measure your most important metrics, then apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. We'd love to chat with you and figure out how we can help. With all of that, thank you so much for being a listener and we will see you on the next episode.